0: otherwise on SFM yeah.
1: Four minutes after one o'clock. Here's a new voice on this seat. Otherwise, my name is Kanye Makubane, and we're coming to you live from the National Arts Festival, our very first broadcast for the festival. Thank you very much for hosting us to the people of Grahamstown. We've had quite a warm reception, and especially to the weather. Thank you to the weather, you know, for being so kind to us. People are trickling in, the flyers are going up. You know, people are just settling down into the festival, and we're expecting it to really get. To full steam as the days go on. But let me tell you what's coming up on the show today. With me is Yvette Hardy. She is the director of Acetage South Africa. They're all about youth theatre, young people getting into those theatres, development, performance, all sorts and types of things involved in youth theatre. We're going to be chatting about what they're going to be getting up to here at the festival. Later on, we'll also be focusing on the Young Curator Festival, or let me just say, the Young curator featured at this year's festival her name is Lerato Bering and she'll be joining us telling us more about what it takes to be a art curator what goes into it and ultimately what attracted her into being a curator born in the RSA this is to revisit the National Arts Festival And this is, of course, to mark the 20th anniversary of legendary South African theater maker Barney Simons passing the Baxter theater, revisiting his docudrama Born in the RSA in Grahamstown this year. 34701 is our SMS line. Otherwise, it's a show that has a very strong slant to to women and women empowerment and all things related to women. And let me um, also just tell you that you're more than welcome to join us on social media. My Twitter handle is at Kani underscore Makubane at SAFM Radio is where you can also find us on Twitter. Event. thank you so much for bearing with me while I did that intro. (laughs) It's wonderful to be here. And it's been a great day. I mean, we're just starting the festival. You've got 14 productions that are going to be
0: showcasing here over the next 10 days. Just tell us uh, about what you're going to be doing here. Well, it's very exciting. We've got uh, a real range this year of theatre for young audiences and their families. So our our target audience is uh, children from 2 to 19 to 95. Wow. Yeah. I love
1: that children. <laughs>
0: <laughs> if you're, young at, heart, if you're young at heart you will enjoy these productions. There you go. There's nothing uh, wrong with being young at heart. Nothing at all. And um we've we've already opened I think four or five of them and so far we've had fantastic responses to all of the productions that have wow. gone up um Florence and Watson and the uh the Sugarbush um is just it's a delightful production and got very good response from audiences the incredible journey is also a lov- another lovely family festival mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. what i'm particularly excited about. And I can see that excitement. You even have your
1: pom-poms here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm, I, I feel
0: like breaking into a dance except there's not much space in the studio so I won't. Okay. Um, but we've been working on a collaboration with Theater Holland Studio, um, which is a very famous Dutch uh, puppetry company and they've done amazing work. They've been knighted by the Dutch royalty. Um, wow. You know, they really are considered at the top of their game and so this afternoon I run from the studio literally to the opening of Red Earth Revisited which is the production that we have collaborated with them on. Uh, we have six fantastic South African actors in the cast, but also two Dutch actors. Um, and, of course, the director and writer of the production are, are from Holland. And it's a very exciting piece. It's taken a couple of years to bring to this point. Yes. So we're um, really looking forward to that. And then also very excited about the fact that we've got a Danish uh, dance company, dance and theatre company here, who are doing a piece called True Confusion and right now they're in a workshop with mm. another one of our uh, artists from Acetage right. who is also presenting a, a dance for young audiences production at the festival called One Upon a Fire um, and these guys are doing a workshop together with the group from Orange Farm who are also had to do a dance production and on Sunday they're going to do a completely sort of spontaneous performance coming out of this workshop at our venue so uh, there's just so many lovely surprises happening Mouse as like well you know. there's like all the it. stuff that's on the schedule and then there's all the stuff Stuff that just kind of bubbles away and happens mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, at the festival. And that's what makes this festival so exciting.
1: Now, Yvette, I was reading your profile just a little earlier on, and I was so impressed. I'm like, this woman is so busy okay which translates to passion in a way because you're involved in many different spheres of art I mean mm-hmm. both in front and at the back of the stage I don't know what they call it on <laughs> theatre in TV we say both in front and at the back of the camera here yeah, you say yeah. Stage, as yeah, on stage yeah on stage
0: behind the scenes that's behind the
1: scene. scenes yeah now you serve as a deputy chairperson of the African children and youth theatre arena you're also with the Tyrell network you're also um, a festival director out of the box festival mm-hmm. for visual performance I I mean, I can go on and on and on and on. For you as um, an arts person, I can call you that. I mean, I don't want to say an art connoisseur because mm-hmm. that will just be, you
0: know, <laughs> out there. But talk to us about your passion for that. Well, my passion for the arts has been there right from, you know, when I was really tiny. But I was really lucky to have parents that nurtured that passion. And it's one of the reasons why I'm so extremely passionate about uh, the arts and young people because I feel that when young people are exposed to the arts, they wake up in all sorts of marvellous ways, and that's what happened to me. You know, I I was made to feel awake and alive and aware of the world around me because of uh, my passion for the arts and through the arts. Um, And so, uh, for me, what's important about um, doing theatre is that it it needs to reach its audience, Mm -hmm. and I'm particularly interested in reaching those... Young people or children who might never, never otherwise have that exposure um, because I, I really want to give them that gift of a fantastic theatre experience. And so whether I'm directing the production, whether I am producing the work, whether I am strategizing at a high level as to how we can get theatre into schools or how we can expose our artists to international work to help stimulate them and mm-hmm. so they can come back with new ideas, for me, in a way, it's all part of the same continuum. Yes. You know, I yes. find it all creative and all interesting and um, I've been very lucky to have the opportunity opportunities that I've had which have, in each case, kind of opened new doors, um, given me new experiences which I can then build on. Mm. Um, And as a result, my life is very diverse, apart from the fact that it's all to do with the arts. (laughs) Now, do you feel that there are even nearly as
1: many women as you would like to see operating
0: at the level that you're operating at, more of a strategic management level, leading um, there certainly are some very strong, uh, women in, in the South African art scene. I mean, I think about, you know, people like, uh, Warona Siani and Lara Foote and, um you Brenda know. Rogers, yeah, you exactly. Know. And, um uh, Tembi Machali Jones. And, mm. you know, there, there are a number of people who are really at the top of their, of their game and who, who work in a strategic way, who work at a management level. But I would say that we, it's still a pretty masculine dominated, field mm. in the main mm. um, and I think what we particularly need to encourage are young black women leaders um, and you know we try to do that through our we try to identify those young people who are really keen on um, spearheading things in their communities in their um, through their companies um, in being kind of change makers um, and, and we have a number of different mentorship programs where we like to take artists under our wing and help them become more effective and you uh, you know, better uh, at managing themselves and their and their careers, and hopefully also then contributing to the general tapestry of South African theatre. Yvette, stay with us. We're talking about Asitajim,
1: then we're going to get into their program at the festival.
0: Otherwise, on S A F M. Yeah.
1: 15 after 1 o'clock. My name is Kanye Makubane. We're coming to you live from the National Arts Festival in Grahamstown in the Eastern Cape. If you are local, please do come and find us at the 1820 Settlers Monument. We're perched right on top outside the main entrance. You won't miss us. My guest in the studio right now is Yvette Hardy, and we're chatting about acetage. I know that at the festival you also have a Big fig. Um, it's called the Acetage Family Fair. You've had it for the past four years, mm. I believe. Just tell us what happens at this fair and what what will the program be like
0: this year. Mm. Well, um, Acidage Family Fair was really there. Uh, we designed it to fill a gap because we felt that while there were one or two uh, good productions for children and parents to see together at the festival, they weren't in any way kind of focused on, and they weren't. There wasn't enough. And if you think about how many people bring their children to the festival, whether it's their teens, whether it's their uh, their, their much younger children, and we really wanted to fill that gap and make sure that there was work that they'd be happy to see together. So this year we have 13 productions. We have two dance-oriented productions. We have a a number of of theatre productions. Some of them are... Um, very funny, very um, kind of uplifting. Others are more serious in their content, but very beautiful, very moving. Um, and there's, it's a very, very diverse range. I think what's really excited me about the work this year is that um, you can't easily fit it into pigeonholes. you know right. um, there, are, there is such a range of work and the work is so um, surprising each piece is so delightful um, that it's, it's really I think um, a very special program uh, some of the highlights for me are um, we've got uh, Making Mandela which is Janine Collicott's uh, play, piece she's been part of um, Inspiring a Generation our artist mentorship program and it's a very exciting piece of the- theatre telling the early life of Mandela in a very accessible Fun, but also moving way. Um, they use masks, they use song, they use you know a lot of physical work. Um, the actors are very dynamic. It's done extremely well at uh, the State Theatre and also in Cape Town. It's a really fantastic production. And another production which I haven't yet seen, but I've been hearing such wonderful reports of it, is by another of our inspiring a generation young artists, Elliot. Um, Elliot Muleba and Elliot's piece is called The Orphan of Gaza and it's basically about a little boy who's lost his parents in a a rocket attack Um, uh, but it's done in a very moving and touching way Um, and it's it's really about how children are incredibly resilient and they manage to survive through finding friends through through using their imagination Um, and so I think that's a very important piece to see and then uh, also a delightful piece which I saw yesterday Today is called The Incredible Journey. Um, it's directed by Tara Notgut, and the same team is are doing Undermined, so fantastic physical theatre, um, and uh, lots and lots of fun. It's about a, a young boy who loves to read and has to discover how to become a, a hero through wow. books. <laughs> um, and the children who were there just, just loved the piece. Sounds like there's definitely going to be a lot
1: happening for young audiences at at the festival. Yvette, let's hold it there with you, and we'll continue seeing you around the streets of Grahamstown. Parents, please don't be afraid to bring your children along to the festival. There's lots indeed happening. Thank you so much for joining us on Otherwise. When we come back, we're going to be chatting to a young curator, okay? Her name is Lerato. She's got a Master's in Fine Arts, and she's going to be chatting to us about the work that she's going to be curating here at The National Arts Festival. Stay with us.
0: Otherwise, on SAFM.
1: 21 minutes after 1 o'clock. Otherwise, coming to you from the National Arts Festival. It's wonderful to be here. We're going to be right in the center of the arts. We're going to be enjoying so much. We're going to be of the arts by the time we get back. Well, this year, uh, the Young Curators Program is featuring Lerato Bereng. She is with me here in the studio. Hello, Lerato. Hello. Hi. Hi, hi. Now, I'm seeing this very sassy, funky lady. I'm thinking, this is not exactly what that comes to mind when I think of a curator. You know, curators, you know, sounds to me like somebody a bit highbrow, you know, with glasses sitting right at the bottom. <laughs> you know, those older cakeways, but things have changed, haven't they?
2: Um, Yeah, I mean, I guess uh, most curators are quirky and funky,
1: I suppose.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, Yeah, I suppose things have, have,
1: I guess, perceptions have changed. Now, for people like me or somebody listening, asking themselves, what exactly does a curator do? Perhaps let's just start there before we get into the and all the amazing, wonderful things that you've done and are doing currently.
2: Um a curator, I suppose I can only speak from the position of a contemporary curator um and we the job is really everything you're kind of um producer of exhibitions and conceptualizer and art donkey overall art mule um so you kind of do everything from the ground up um mm-hmm. and you i guess. It starts with The conceptualization Of a show And seeing So you
1: work with the artist In the
2: conceptualization phase Well What would happen I suppose There are different Versions of of it Um, So for instance If I wanted To do a group show I would look around And see what's out there And find interesting people To work with Interesting artists um, And then Conceptualize You know Come up with a concept That that I want to address That I feel Speaks to some kind of Issues that are Of interest to me Um, And then I would uh, either loan works or work with artists um, to commission works for the particular exhibition, and then realize exhibition, find a space, get the funding, um, and that's really kind of the more uh, I suppose I would say that's the more independent curator model. Um, they're different; they're different kind of models. So you'll have an independent curator who's not tied to any institution per se, right? Um, and must go through all the fundraising and sponsorship uh, processes. But if you work for, say, a museum or an art gallery, it's a different thing. Mm. Um, yeah, so we work with, for instance, I work in an art gallery, and we work with um, a kind of a list of artists, mm-hmm. um, and it's really developing their shows with them as, as our program unfolds.
1: Now I believe that you graduated with a Masters in Fine Arts, with distinction might I add, (laughs) from Rhodes University. So really you are returning to your old stomping ground. This time around in a very different capacity though because you are this year's featured young curator. Tell us what this is all about.
2: So um, I got a call from Ishmael a while back, and they, the festival had decided as kind of a reenergizing of the um, exhibition program on the festival. Uh, they started this new thing called the feature cu- featured curator program, um, and I'm the first uh, person to have been selected, so I'm very honored. Wow! Um, it's it's just begun this year. This is inaugural year, so I hope to see it unfold. With, I mean, there's lots of there's lots of uh, curatorial talent. Um, Around the country, that that you know, oftentimes there aren't there you know there are awards for artists mm-hmm. and there are prizes and opportunities for artists to realise the kind of exhibitions that they want to do, but there are not so many of those um, for for curators. So I think
1: it's it's an excellent initiative on the part of the festival. Now you're going to be curating an exhibition entitled Nine O'Clock. Yes. Tell us more about it. Well, I already curated it.
2: Um, it's finished. No, no, I mean it's up. <laughs> so I did it. And it's up And it's there for people to see Um, Nine o'clock Was It really came about After I spoke to Ishmael And I came and did a Reiki visit And I was looking for spaces Um around Grahamstown to do the exhibition and uh, I was shown Fort Selwyn which um, to me is like this hidden kind of jewel it's one of the best spaces in Grahamstown, I think Wow um, and then what interested me about Fort Selwyn was the history of the space um, and how over the years its functions changed so you you know initially at some at some point it was used as um, mm-hmm. kind of storage for royal artillery mm-hmm. uh, and then later on it was changed into a signal t- signal tower and it was meant to be like a telegraph tower mm-hmm. that would communicate to Fort Biddy and the other surrounding forts but it failed it failed because of the mist in Grahamstown so it never actually served its purpose and then later on um, they there was a nine o'clock gun that was fired from Uh, Fort Selwyn every day to remind the civil servants to work, kind of as as a wake-up call. So I really enjoyed the history, and when I was reading about it, um, the person that came to mind was an artist that I already kind of worked closely with, Simon Gush. Um, And, you know, it was just coincidental that so much about the history of the space and so much about Simon's practice related spoke to each other so very directly um simon 's interested in in labor relations and work and in the, the concepts of work looking at calvinism um, and other theories around labor uh, and you know one of the pieces that he'd done that just came to mind when I heard the story of the failed signal tower was about um, east London in east london the mercedes benz plant. Um, in, when Nelson Mandela Was released from prison mm-hmm. um, The workers Motivated for The car to For them to make A, a Mercedes Benz As a gift to Mandela um, So this car Coincided with A kind of breakdown In communication Between the workers And the factory management And this breakdown Is really what Simon looked into He made a documentary With James Kearns um, About this Kind of moment of, of, of intensity And they had A sleep-in strike And they took mm-hmm. over The plant for a while And they slept in the factory and made like bedding out of out of car upholstery so it speaks about two things that happened around about the same time the making of the mercedes-benz where workers gave their time and they 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 offered overtime um free of free of any pay uh, in order to do this thing for Mandela, and they came up with the idea, and there were very various positions about how to do it, what colour it should be. Right. Um, that I think spoke really nicely to the idea of kind of like a failure in communication here. It just it broke down. Um, and then and then the 9 a.m. gun. So f- uh, for the duration of the festival, starting yesterday, uh, every day at 9 a.m. sharp. There's a gun fired from Fort Selwyn.
1: Where is Fort Selwyn? Roughly in the geography of Grahamstown town. So I don't know how near it is from where I stay.
2: Fort Selwyn is here at the monument. Oh, great! Yeah, so I'm I'm, I'm
1: <laughs> far. Yeah. Chances <laughs> of me being woken up <laughs> <You're> suddenly? You are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like gunshot going off. Okay. It's, I'm, it's I'm unlikely. unlikely. It's unlikely. <laughs> it's <laughs> unlikely. But if you're
2: standing outside in grandstand, listen out for a gun that's fired from the mountain.
1: So the mountain, the gun goes off, yeah. and and it's one gun, or it's
2: just it's one gun, and the gun was actually made in the period. Um, at Fort cell when when the 9 a.m. gun used to be fired, so mm-hmm. it's, it's kind of it's it's kind of nice that um, the person that we're working with had that weapon. That's great. Yeah.
1: So apart from the gunshot mm-hmm. that goes off, um, who fires it?
2: Uh, there's a great man that we found from Grahamstown. His name is Basil Mills. Mm-hmm. Um, he actually usually does battle reenactments, so he has a lot of guns and he's very ready and a license and everything. So, does he do anything? Does he run like you into know, the foul? Is there no, something that happens? There's happened? no kind of performative uh, gesture outside of the firing of the gun. So mm-hmm. all he does is get here a little bit early, load up the gun, and then fire it every day, and then he goes. And
1: that's it, that's his, that's his part thing. for the day That's <laughs> his yeah. one job That's his one job yes. <laughs> But that's amazing And so uh, within Fort Selwyn Is there space inside that people get to walk in yes. And actually just then walk around and see the artwork?
2: Yes, so okay. So the firing of the gun is the part that goes away every day But what you see when that's not happening And when it's happening um, In the center, it's kind of the fort just next to the monument So if you're facing the monument It is to your left. Yeah. Um, uh, as you walk into Fort Selwyn, you see the Mercedes Benz car, at the shell of a red Mercedes Benz car, which is the project that Simon had done in relation to the East London um, strike.
1: You're right, I want you to just hold it there. It's 1:30, and Sako is on standby with the news headline.
0: Otherwise, on S A F M.
1: Yeah. Thank you very much then, Namsa. My apologies, really. Um, Namsa they their work, uh, the news. Bring the time to 29 minutes before 2 o'clock. My name is Kanye Makwane. It's otherwise coming to you live from the National Arts Festival. We'll be here for the duration of the festival. So this is definitely a voice you're still going to be hearing for the next 10 or so. Days With me in the studio is a curator. Her name is Lerata Bereng. She is part of the Featured Young Curator Program, the first time that it's happening at the festival. Lerata, woman in your space, how, how big is it? Are, are you like a rare occurrence or are you seeing a healthy, steady, growing pool of young women curators entering the field? Um,
2: I think it's been slow over the years, but certainly when I started um, curating, I was already being mentored by young, strong, confident female curators, such as Gabby Nombolo, for instance. Um, so actually, I think my my models were more women than 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 there were men at the time that I was looking at. So. Um, I guess with the years, it is slow, and it's partially because there's not really very many um, opportunities for the training of young curators. Um, very few institutions
1: offer offer a course in curating. Now, within your master's program, and I'm glad that you're putting in the issue of a course, because mm. I was actually wondering, once you get to that level of um, studying art, mm. they... Do they see like a, a curator being one of the arms that you may follow after school, as opposed to practicing full time as an artist? You know, not so much at the
2: time that I was studying. So we, it was mentioned in our kind of, you know, our curriculum that there's such a thing, but um, we never really got into finding out exactly what it was um, and what it entails, and we never looked at curators. I found that it was mostly. Uh, Centered around artists and art um, And mostly From elsewhere and not so much South Africa So mm-hmm. a lot of what I know Is what I learned on the ground um, And so I was fortunate enough in my Third year to meet Ruth Simbao Who is a professor at Rhodes University In the Fine Art Department And she was the person actually Who, who introduced me to curating uh, She put up An advert as well for uh, Cape Africa Platform, this institution that used to be in Cape Town at the time, um, was advertising for young curators. They had a young curators program, an inaugural young curators program, Right. Um, and they were looking for five or six young curators from South Africa, and so I applied, and I got in, and so I was fortunate enough to while being at Rhodes already know that, you know, I was finishing my final year and I already had a curatorial plan and I was never interested in being an artist, I and mean, I studied fine art. Mm. Um, and I was never interested in being an artist, so That's my parents very, interesting. Were very concerned. <laughs> I knew there was something else. How is else. this
1: gonna work out?
2: Well, I did know there was. Other, I knew there were there were other things, um, and I was always interested in curating. I mean, I think of very stupid examples of how I how I kind of saw what it was. I, I used to watch the L Word, <laughs> this TV series mm-hmm. about like lesbian curators and and various other people, um, and I was like I was fascinated. I mean, we really just got very little in the show, but uh, that was one of, one of the things that All made right. me realize there's so much that I'm not seeing. So I was very fortunate to, from Graham Sound, move to Cape Town, um, and that's really where I was exposed to a myriad of things that
1: opened up many doors and
2: actually resulted in where I am now.
1: That's amazing, and I'm thinking that there must be a little girl somewhere, a little boy somewhere, thinking, I'd like to be a curator, and I think you've just inspired something in them. And your exhibition, 9 o'clock, is running for the duration of the festival? Yes, it runs for the duration of the
2: festival at Fort Sullivan by the monument. And if, if you're outside or if you're at the monument, just listen up for the 9 a.m. gun every day. <laughs> <laughs> Have you managed to catch it this morning? I did, I did. But I was I was there for the first one yesterday. So from today today I listened from outside, which was nice. <laughs> it was nice to hear it from elsewhere.
1: Yeah. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Loretta, for, for being with us. There you go, at, at the Fort Selwyn space. If you are at the 1820 Monument, listen out for that 9 o'clock uh, gun. Is it a gun salute or just a gunshot? It's
2: just a gunshot.
1: It's just a gunshot. With a rifle. With a the rifle. Yes. There you go. Loretta, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you.
0: Otherwise, on SAFM. SAFM. Yeah.
1: 23 minutes before 2 o'clock my name is Kanye Makuban and this is otherwise coming to you live from Grahamstown I must say Grahamstown weather behaving today now I certainly know that days are not the same but for today I think it's safe to say that we are in good hands in Grahamstown people are settling in the are coming in with their buses if you are making your way here please do know that the buzz is picking up and we'll be catching all of it and bringing it to you live and also remember that SAFM will also be having our sundowner concerts every day at five o'clock. We'll also be uh, broadcasting a number of shows. I'll be back again tonight at seven o'clock with the Friday edition, and on Sunday I'll be broadcasting back on the ba- on the van with a Living Sounds. They're focusing on all things religion and spirituality concerned. But for now, we're going to be chatting to a legend, Mwamtokunjinga. She is part of the original cast of Born in the RSA. In this particular production is revisiting the National Arts Festival. Mom Togo, thank you so much for being with us.
3: Oh, thank you. Thank you for having me on your show. Now, when you
1: say the name Togo Jinga I mean there's nothing that doesn't come to mind. Dramas come to mind. Comedy comes to mind. <laughs> TV <laughs> comes to mind. Film <laughs> comes
3: to mind. <laughs> yes, eh? hey. Yes. You've done it all. I've done it all. I've done it all, you know. And it's been a wonderful journey. I think I've been one of those lucky artists because uh, some of the people I started with have left the industry. So many things have happened. Some of those other people have since left this world, you know. So I think, Jay, I, I am
1: blessed. Let's talk about this production that is going to be taking place here at the National Arts Festival, really paying homage to Bunny, to Bunny Simon, the, the late, yes. great theatre legend. Oh, and yes. uh, the Baxter Theatre is restaging his riveting docudrama entitled Born in the RSA. Mm-hmm. Um, talk yes. to us about the original work, coming together with your other fellow thespians and just staging what was a very... Bold and brave work at the time
3: Oh You know um, Working with Barney Simon at the time You know Barney actually gave you Gave us all some tools um, To be able To find the truth In every story you know, um getting together as a group of seven artists where we would sit and we would talk about, okay, what is the show going to be about if we are having a show?" and then we would send you out to say, "Go out there and find something that will catch your eye and something that will resonate, something that will you know you will go to bed thinking about and wake up thinking about. so that's more or less what we we, we, we did with the show, and in my case, I was surrounded by politicians quite a lot, Mm. activists, actually, not politicians, but let me say activists, and Mm. there was this one woman who was detained, and her story needed to be told, and I felt, this is it. This is the woman I'm going to follow. And this is the the role of Tenjiwe that you played in the original production. Yes, this is the the, the, the role of Tenjiwebona. We call it Tenjiwebona.
0: Mm.
3: Let's talk about
1: the role of Tenji a little bit more tell us you've just said that you know she was a very brave woman she was you know imprisoned a number of times and she really went Mm -hmm. through a lot what attracted you to this character
3: You know, um, we 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 would hear that people were detained, and then we would hear that people were in solitary confinement, but if you've never been detained, you don't really know what happens in there. So for me, it was a case of just knowing what it was. uh, What was the story? What did she have to tell the children of their children and grandchildren of the grandparents, you know? Um, For me, it was getting the people to know that when when an activist is taken in, and, and detained. These are the kind of things that can happen to someone. This woman I'm talking about is, is a woman who refused to divulge any kind of information at, at, to the extent that she was made to stand on a table for, you know, 48 hours and only given 10-minute breaks at certain hours. 10-minute breaks to go to the toilet and come back and stand. Mm. And incidentally, This woman was pregnant when she was taken in, Mm. and she lost the baby standing on that table. For me, that was one of the important things to tell the people how cruel the system was at the time.
1: And this time around, you're coming back as a director. You're directing the 2015 edition of Born in the RSA. Talk to us about just Mm. moving back uh, a little bit, you know, going behind the scenes and actually working with a young cast who may, may or may not have been really aware of what was happening at the time around about date. I mean, there may be young actors who are just excited about acting. And here you take them and you put them in a different period from perhaps the one they may have grew up you know, under. How did it work? How was the whole experience? You
3: know, it was quite, quite a, an intense journey. Most of them were not even born. During that time. Only one of them was born in 1976 with the cast that I have now. So they had no idea, no clue what was happening. So we had to read a lot. The Dexter afforded us with so much information, documents from those times, newspaper clippings, footage. So the first of rehearsal was just getting to understand the material, getting to understand the people they were going to play, and especially the, the special branch movement and the activists and a housewife like different people are on that stage they come from different walks of life so for 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 them to understand where this whole thing came from or how to be able to play these people we actually had to spend the first week of rehearsal not even reading the script but understanding where the script came from so it's been quite an intense journey now you had people like
1: Vanessa Cook, Neil McCarthy, Terry Norton, Mm -hmm. Fiona Ramsey, who are all part of the original cast. How how many, and, And I mean, do you guys still, those who are still around, those who are still alive, do you from time to time still engage about this work that you once created together?
3: Well, I'm um, still alive, though we live in different cities now. We were lucky enough to have Timmy Kwebulana to come in and be interviewed by the cast. Lucky enough to find a former spy who was willing to come and talk to us, you know, about how this whole thing worked, how he was recruited into being a spy and mm. how he actually did it. And we were also lucky enough to have a lady who had lost an eye during the, those times where he was, she, she found herself shot running away from the police and then she was shot and then she lost an eye and then she found herself in detention. So, you know, when you, when you sing it was a straight bullet, in her case, it was not a straight bullet. And we were lucky enough for her to, to, to come and, and say, it's okay, I will be interviewed. But the rest of the cast, like, um, people like Terry Norton lives in Cape Town, but the, we did not interview the cast members. We wanted the people whose material we were using. That's amazing. You know, but I'm, yes, I'm hoping they're all coming to, to watch the first night of the show.
1: Now, the first night of the show was, um, I believe, last night?
3: Wow. You know, you come to Grahamstown, you know there are so many productions happening, you know, and you just don't know what's going to happen. (laughs) But we are in a, you know, I was panicking, I was cold, I was hot, and we are in a 300-seater. Last night, we were, only 10 seats were were, were empty. That's amazing. Only 10 seats were empty. It was was amazing, and I'm thinking... It was a full house and we had a mixed audience, young, old, and then we had a Q&A at the end and the questions and people were asking about, you know, the questions that were being asked, it felt like people did not come here by accident. That's they amazing. wanted to come and sip on it. it is, I'm just so excited and it looks like we have a two o'clock show now, 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 and I'm told we are almost full.
1: Wonderful. So this is day.
3: amazing. Togon mm-hmm.
1: they there joining us She is the director of Born in the RSA Restaging the iconic work of Abani Simon As they celebrate or actually commemorate The 20th anniversary of his uh, passing It's 14 minutes before 2 o'clock Mum Togov, we're going to be catching up with you We're going to be sipping some tea As we bump into Thank each you. other in the streets of Grahamstown. Thank you <laughs> Thank Thank And I'm looking you. forward to Thank you to for to having me And the work is actually <laughs> showing up until tomorrow,
3: so it's quite a until short that, run. Yes, it's very short. It? But now we're opening at the Baxter on the 8th of July to the 8th of August. So people can if people miss it here they can still catch it at the back if you are coming to the festival it's going to be at the
1: Graham College and they have two performances today at 2 and 6 and tomorrow another yes. two performances at 2 p.m and 6 p.m tickets are not too bad 65rand yes. to 70rand that's born in the RSA Tokoji actor nice. and director thank you so much for joining us on otherwise
3: thank you thank you so much thanks
1: there you go, Sorry. something for you to look forward <laughs> to at, at the National Arts Festival. It's 13 minutes before 2 o'clock, let's say. Good afternoon to the Nali Bali folks.